Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. Lord bless you this great day. I know yesterday I talked about a very heavy subject. I talked about the shootings in Texas. I talked about the things that are going on in this world, uh, the mass things that have been happening, seems like, over and over again, how we're seeing the world tumble in such a uh, horrific way and seeing the United States make some horrendous decisions. People of God, again, we've got to be people of prayer, people of faithfulness. As I said yesterday, we should be flocking to our churches. We should be running to our churches and praying and praising God and being about his business and teaching our children and those around us the importance of God in our lives, the importance of putting him first. I think God is tired. He's tired of people who play church who play Jesus, and they're not taking it seriously. And God, we we have to be right with you. God, we have to get things together. We have to take things seriously. We can't just listen to Christian radio and not do something about it, or read our Bible and not do something about it, or pray to you and not do something about it. Lord, we've got to respond. We've got to be people who respond and serve you mightily. God, we need a great revival. Yes, a revival. We need revived again our states, and it could start in Idaho. Lord, take Idaho. Take it by storm. Take our churches by storm that the Holy Spirit would be there and move in such a powerful way that people would see the power of God unfold before it's too late. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but, Lord, we know this, that you certainly hold tomorrow. Our Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Lord, as I share again out of out of 2 Timothy, Lord, open our hearts and our minds. May we hear you. Lord, may they not just hear my voice. Lord, I'm just a man, just a man trying to share your truth. But God, may they hear from you. May they hear from the Holy Spirit. May you lead them in such a way that they can't help to respond, that the power of God would overwhelm them. Oh, God, I pray for people. And once again today, I pray for all the people of this Texas city and all these parents and grandparents and friends and teachers and staff and the 16,000 people in the community and the state of Texas and all the leaders. And God, again, I thank you for the law enforcement. Thank you for the how they were there so quickly and how they care so deeply about people. Lord, I pray you protect them. I love you. Help us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the great privileges I have as a minister is to be able to get to know the community. And over the years, we've been able to get to know the sheriffs in the valley. The, we, our church hosts a, a, a sheriff's break room. And so if you go by Cloverdale Church of God at any time during the day, you may see five or six or seven sheriffs there because they have a room that they meet in. It's kind of like a substation for them, and it sets way away from everybody else. And they meet and have some snacks and can have their lunches and talk about things. And I've got to know those uh, some of those pretty well. And what, what a great, great bunch of folks. In fact, recently, uh, Sheriff Clifford came into my uh, to the church and with uh, his uh, chief deputy and and uh, his uh, uh, secretary or the associate there that helps him, and they sat and talked to my uh, pastor Allen myself for about an hour, talking about their 
their their life and their concerns. And I I was so excited that Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Clifford uh, won the election. Yeah, you know, you say you don't root for people. Well, I knew him, and so I certainly was uh, really happy because I think he's done a great job. But their heart is huge. Went over uh, to our break room uh, with them, and a couple of the police came in, and a couple of the sheriffs came in, and they— uh, they're so gracious. I told you about this one guy. I can't remember his name, but I'm telling you what, uh, he was gigantic. You know, my my associate and I are both six foot two, and we walk in. This guy towers over us, and his shoulders are broader than ours. And he was he looked like he looked like a Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, bigger and uh, and nice, nice man. I can say a gentle giant. But their hearts are to to, to protect our community. I know that. I see that all the time, and I am so thankful. I've seen it for years and years, and we need to respect our authority, respect those that take care of us. I'm telling you something. When they started talking a year or two ago, let's abolish police and this, are you kidding me? We are on one-way street to nowhere. Thank the Lord some of that is changing, and people are realizing that, uh, that we need them. Well, anyhow, I shared yesterday the third chapter of Second uh, Timothy, and I want to read it again real quickly and just talk about some more things. I ran out of time because I started telling you about my son and and how this uh, event in Texas just shot deep into my heart because of my son. But realize this, in the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of selves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Well, there you are right there. Lovers of self, that's probably the main problem. We're very selfish people. We want to do what we, we want to do. That's one reason why churches are not full on Sundays, because we want to do whatever we want to do. We don't want to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. You know, and you say, well, the Sabbath is Saturday. Well, the Sabbath was Saturday in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus said they met on the first day of the week, which is a Sunday. So, but whatever day you honor, as the Bible says too, don't argue about what day you honor. If you want to honor it Saturday, you want to honor it Sunday, just honor it. But we get, we become so selfish, we are our own people. We don't really care. God gets second choice. Unless there's a tragedy, unless something major happens, somebody gets cancer, all of a sudden they may come to God, and I'm glad they do, and sometimes maybe that's used to bring people to God. But we need to be lovers of God, not lovers of money. Oh, yeah, we're lovers of money. If you have an a IRA, you probably have noticed it's probably gone down thousands of dollars. I know my pension, which I'm banking on to carry me when I get a little bit older. I'm, I'm at that age, but I don't want to use it yet. It has gone down horrendously since January. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I may be working until I'm 80. I don't know. That's okay, but it's just money, you know. That's what my, my old friend, Mel, my best friend, used to say, oh, it's just money. Yeah, you know, it's just that doesn't mean anything. It's just part of life, and don't don't honor it. And that's what he's saying. Don't be lovers of money. Don't be boastful. Don't be so proud that you know everything. Arrogant. I have all the answers. I know people that they act like they have all the answers. They have all the biblical answers. They think this is right, that's right, and they think you're wrong. They are not focusing on what God wants, and that is serving Him. They're so looking to be critical on every issue in life. It is time that they get with it and say, look, I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to argue about every single thing that's in the Bible or who's doing this and who's doing that. The problem is they are becoming boastful. They are becoming arrogant. They have made their own doctrine according to what they like to hear. People don't be that way. Disobedient to parents. You're seeing kids disobedient parents all the time. Ungrateful. Unholy. 
there's a generation out there that's very ungrateful. They don't thank you for anything. It's just they expect it. They expect things to happen. You know what I'm talking about because you deal with it and I deal with it. I watch it happen all the time. They're ungrateful and they just, they almost expect something to happen. And then he says the last word is unholy. Unholy. Not living a holy life, a godly life. People don't even like, Dr. Avery talked about it a few weeks ago. They don't want to talk about holiness. They're afraid of the word of holiness. Well, I don't want to be too holy because I want to have the license to sin. I want it to be okay to sin. They are saying, I'm choosing sin. Again, as I quote often, First, first John 3, he who practices righteousness is righteous. He who practices sin is not of God. It's just straightforward. Look, I think it's 1 John 3, 9. Read the whole book of 1 John 3. It's, it's straightforward. doesn't pull any punches. Then it says they're unloving. They're irreconcilable. They're malicious gossips. Without, they have no self-control. And they're brutal, just like what happened last week. They're haters of good. They don't, they don't even talk about what's good. And we see this even in our national offices. We see them talking about and choosing things that are not good, that are not right, that are against the Word of God, and trying to justify it. We've got to run from such things. They said, holding on to it, they hold on to a form of godliness. They, just, they want to be considered good people, or, or maybe even religious people. But you know what? They have denied its power, the Bible says here. And you know what he says here? He says, avoid such men as these. Are you hanging with people that are just hypocrites? That just absolutely live away from what they say? What are you, what's your life like? How are you living? What choices are you making? For among those who enter the households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, Led by various impulses. Yes, lust. Lust leads people to horrible decisions. Many people have been there. But like I said yesterday, God is a forgiving God, and he wants to get us going in the right direction. And just um, looking over uh, real quick to the 21st chapter of Revelation, and just down to the uh, 7th and 8th verse. I mean, it talks about the New Jerusalem descending from heaven in the early parts of that, which is interesting. There's a lot of good stuff in, in Revelation. A lot of things you one may not understand to the just to understand, but what you can understand about Re- Revelation is uh, that Jesus Christ is coming again, and he has the most beautiful place ready for all those who love him, and I certainly hope that's you. But listen to verse 7 and 8. He who overcomes shall inherit these things. And what in, when he's talking about inheriting these things, he's talking about the new Jerusalem, talking about heaven. He says, you will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But for the cowardly, for the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, and the immoral persons, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, their part will be in a lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. Oh, but I don't believe in that. Well, you don't believe the word of God then. You don't believe the Word of God. The Word of God is very straight. He has a place planned for those that love Him and a place planned for those that don't. Where do you stand? How much do you honor God? Do you put Him first in your life? Do you put the house of God first in your life? Are you living for Jesus? Are you trusting in Him? If not, today, turn and let Him lead you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.